distract us from hearing from you. Lord, don't let the enemy steal this seed. Lord, do your work. Holy Ghost, speak through your preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. God pays attention. As an omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God who sits high and looks low, God pays attention. God pays attention to the who, what, why, when, where, and how. God pays attention to who is who and what is what. God pays attention as we walk by faith and as we walk by sight. God pays attention as we do what is right and as we sometimes do what is convenient. God pays attention as we hunger to be holy. And God pays attention as we are content with being carnal. God pays attention as we speak life to death. But God also pays attention to when we sometimes speak death in the midst of life. God pays attention as we surrender to the will and way of God. And God pays attention when we sometimes are stubborn concerning the will of God. God pays attention when we live by the law of love. And God pays attention when we sometimes refuse to love and don't care about anybody except me, my, and I. God pays attention to when we are authentic, genuine, and real. God pays attention when we are sometimes fake, phony, and plastic. God pays attention. According to this New Testament narrative, Jesus Christ, God incarnate, is paying attention. While worship is taking place in the holy temple, Jesus is paying attention to what and how the people of God are giving to God in the house of God. Let me run that by you again. Jesus, God in the flesh, is paying attention to what and how the people of God are giving to God in the house of God. According to the text, Jesus is taking note of how the rich are giving out of their wealth. Jesus also pays attention to an anonymous woman 
who is giving not out of her wealth, but giving out of her poverty. God pays attention, watch chapel, to when you are not tithe and when you are not tip God. God pays attention to when you are not give God what is first and when you are not give leftovers. According to this New Testament text, God is taking note of how this is a significant contrast. The wealthy are giving out of their wealth, but this poor widow is giving not out of her wealth, but giving out of her poverty. We don't know the circumstances of this particular woman's biographical sketch or background, but we do know that she is a poor widow. We don't know if she has children who are helping her, don't know if she has sons, don't know if she has a larger family or community that is blessing her in the midst of her poverty, but we do know this woman is in worship on the Sabbath day. While this woman is in worship on the Sabbath day, Jesus is taking note of her giving. What is significant about her giving is that this woman gives the totality of what she has to God while worshiping in the house of God. Despite her dire financial, social, economic circumstance, this woman has the audacity to give to God anyhow. Watch chapel, God is not asking for us to give everything, but God is asking for every Christian to give a dime out of every dollar, $10 out of every 100, 100 out of every 1,000, 100, can I preach this, a thousand out of every ten thousand and ten percent and an offering as an expression of gratitude to genuinely, authentically put God first. Don't be confused concerning this narrative where this woman voluntarily gives all. The preacher said I ought to give all. No. The preacher didn't say that. The text says this woman voluntarily gives all. And if this woman, poor, impoverished widow, could give her all, I believe everybody who's saved and being sanctified can give God what belongs to God, which is 10%. And an offering as an expression of gratitude for how good God has been to us. If this poor impoverished woman can give her all, you and I have no holy, sanctified, good excuse why we cannot give to God what belongs to God, which is a tithe and an offering to put God first, to express our gratitude and to support the kingdom of God. 
And I preached on this Sunday morning to encourage everybody to give to God anyhow. If this woman could give to God anyhow, you and I can give to God anyhow. Despite student loans not being forgiven by the Biden administration, I encourage you to give to God anyhow. Despite supply chain issues that have caused inflation, I encourage you to give to God anyhow. Despite COVID and the great resignation, I encourage everybody to give to God anyhow. Despite gas prices increasing every week, I encourage everybody to give your tithe to God anyhow. Despite kids in college, going to college, or your financial circumstance not being what you thought it was going to be, I encourage every Christian who is saved and being sanctified to give to God anyhow. If this poor woman could give her all to God in spite of her dire financial circumstance. What good excuse do I have not to give to God what belongs to God, which is a dime out of every dollar, ten dollars every out of every hundred, and what belongs to God, which is a tithe and an offering as an expression of gratitude. And while we ought to give to God anyhow, can I preach this? I need somebody to talk to me. I'm going to preach anyhow. Why is it that so many of us make excuses concerning why we should not give and can not give? If I could find it in the New Testament, then I would give. If I trusted the church more, then I would give. If I didn't think the preacher would buy a Phantom or a Maserati, then I would give. If I, if I had the gift of giving, then I would give. If I could afford to tithe, then I would afford to tithe. If I, if I made more money or had more money, I would tithe. If I had your hand, and your coins, if I didn't have these student loans or the debt I have, I would tie. Help me preach this. Excuses, tools of the incompetent. Somebody help me say it. Used to build monuments of nothingness. Somebody can chime in with me. When it's time to pray, you trust the church. When there's a crisis, you call the preacher. Thou shalt not commit adulteries in the Old Testament. You believe that? Preach P-Dub. This woman gives her all. God is not asking that we give our all, 
But God is asking that every believer give God a tithe and an offering. God is not asking me to give what you give, nor is God asking you to give what I give. Your income is different than my income, but God is asking everybody to give 10% of your particular income. If you make 50, give 10% out of 50. If you make 10, give 10% out of 10. If you make 100, give 10% out of 100. If you make 250, give 10% out of 250. But whatever God entrusts to you, God is testing us to see whether or not we're going to give anyhow or any way. Why does this woman give to God anyhow? Help me preach this watch chapel. This woman gives to God anyhow because this woman acknowledges God as the owner of everything. Whether we realize it, God is the owner of everything we have. Everything that we have comes from God. I wish I had some Bible readers who could go with me to Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everything and everything that dwells therein. I wish I had some believers who could walk with me to James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. If we have it, God gave it to us. We got to stop using these personal pronouns, me, my, and I, and start using uh, words that attribute to God what belongs to God. Yes, it's, yeah, 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 it, 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 it came from God. And whatever we have in life did not originate with us. Every good thing in our life started with Almighty God. If you got a blessing, God gave it to you. If you got children, God gave you children. If you got a parent, God gave you your mom and your daddy. If you got a spouse that loves you, God gave you your spouse. If you got a job, God gave you your job. If you got intellect, if you got know-how, God gives us everything we have. We got to stop using me, my, and I as if we are children in kindergarten and say everything that I have belongs to God. God gave me my job. God gave me my health. God gives me my wellness. God gives me my sight. God gives me my hands. God gives me my voice. God gives me everything I have. I wish I had somebody who knew everything that you have comes from God. If you woke up this morning, God woke you up. Since you can raise your hand, God gives you the ability and dexterity of your limbs. If you got an education, God opened doors. God made ways. God raised some people up in your life to speak on your behalf, to recommend you. Somebody slid money in your pocket. Every blessing I have, every good thing in my life has come from the hand of Almighty God. Wish I had some help in here on this Sunday morning. And this woman acknowledges that God is the owner of everything. 
is the owner. The bank don't own your house. God owns your house. Toyota don't own the car. God owns the car. It ain't your man or your woman. God gave you that man or that woman. They ain't your children. God gave you your children. We got to start putting God's. Ain't mine, it's God's. I bet you we would treat folk differently if we realized they were God's property. I bet you we would treat ourselves differently if we realized we were God's property. The problem is too many of us don't recognize we are God's property. We think we belong to Pookie and Man Man and Ray Ray and them. No, honey, you, you ain't Ray Ray's thing. You God's woman. You would treat that car differently, that house differently, your children differently, your spouse differently, your mama, your daddy differently. We would, God knows, treat God's house differently. If we realize it came from God and belongs to God and God is the owner. Acknowledge that God is the owner. I can't stop there. She gives her all because she acknowledges that God is the owner. She gives her all because she has appreciation for what she does have. Come on, man. Preach this thing. She don't have a lot, but she's appreciative for what she does have. She got two pieces of coins that don't even add up to a penny. But guess where she is on the Sabbath day? Man, I wish y'all would help me preach this. She got two pieces of a coin, yet she's in worship on the Sabbath day because she's appreciative for what she does have. Maybe more of us would really worship if we were appreciative for what we had. Maybe more of us would be in worship virtually or in person if we were appreciative for what we had. Maybe we would give to God what belongs to God if we were appreciative for what we have. Sometimes we don't have what we want because we have not demonstrated appreciation for what we have. Guess what? Can I bless somebody right now? There's always going to be somebody who got more. There's always going to be somebody who got less. But I dare everybody to be appreciative for what you have. Can I preach this? Because guess what? There's somebody who wants and would give their pinky toe for what you have. You and I frown our face, suck our teeth at our blessings. Consequently, God sometimes puts us in a holding pattern until we develop appreciation for what God has already done. You got three suits, be grateful. You got a job, be grateful. 
You got folk that love and pray for you. Be grateful. You got a job where the bills are paid every month. Be grateful. You got a church family that prays for you, intercedes for you. Be grateful. You got somebody who will write you a letter of recommendation. Be appreciative for what you have. How many of us have ever been convicted by the Holy Ghost because of our lack of appreciation when we somebody, when we encounter somebody who has less and they are happy, they got joy, they got appreciation, they got enthusiasm, they got excitement, they got less, but their spirit is stronger. Come on, y'all ain't talking to me. She gives to God everything because of her appreciation for what she has. She gives to God everything because her acknowledgement that God is the owner. Let me close my, let me take my seat. She gives to God anyhow because of her anticipation of God's provision. Her acknowledgement, her appreciation, but her anticipation. This woman gives her all, but does it not with a frown, but trusting, believing that God is who God says God is and that God is going to do what God has been doing. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I said the woman gives because she anticipates that God is going to keep on providing. I'm going to my seat right now, but I got to bless somebody on this Sunday morning. How many of us know our God is a great provider? And when we live open-handed... We are anticipating that God, the same God who caused us to open our hand, is going to keep on providing. This woman is a poor widow. We don't know long how long her husband has been dead. We don't know how long she's been on her own. But the woman is still making it day by day. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. We don't know how long she's been in her circumstance, but the woman has been, been provided for by the hand of Almighty God. I feel my help coming right now. And how many of us on this Sunday morning can testify, it ain't me, but it's God who's been taken care of. Not by might nor by power, but I say God's been taking care of me for a long time. You never thought you'd be where you are right now. But look at God. How many of us got a look at God testimony? I ain't talking about one testimony. I'm talking about five testimonies. I'm talking about 10 testimonies. I'm talking about 50 testimonies. I'm talking about 100 testimonies. I'm talking about 1,000 testimonies. Didn't know where you were going to go to school, but God made a way. Didn't know how you were going to pay the mortgage when you lost your job. But God made a way. Didn't know how 
how you were going to take care of your children. But God made a way. He keeps on making ways. He keeps on opening doors. He keeps on providing. He keeps on blessing. He keeps on protecting. Yes, he does. How many of you know he's a great provider? He's a way maker. He's a door opener. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. conceived in our mother's wombs God's been taking care of us been taking care of me give to God anyway I know gas prices are high student loans I know about that too I know Sally May I divorced her a few years ago Praise be to God. Kids in college, looking out, taking care of people. And I don't guilt anybody into tithing. I don't shame or guilt anybody. But I will say this. I dare you to think about how good God has been to you. If we got to guilt you in the give, no. You give because of gratitude to God and how good God has been and how good God is. Somebody on this Sunday morning giving begins with first giving yourself to God if God doesn't have you he ain't never gonna have your tithe God doesn't have our tithe down a little lower God doesn't have our tithe in many cases cause he, we have not first given ourselves to him salvation yielding surrender God I belong to you Everything I am, everything I'm not. God, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do this season? Not my will, but your will. Out of gratitude. If there's somebody who's not saved on this Sunday morning, and you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, I want you to raise your hand. You're not saved. You're physically present here at Watch Chapel. You want to accept Jesus as your Savior. Raise your hand. My sister, my brother, we want to offer Christ to you. You may be saved, but you don't have a church home. And you want to unite with Watch Chapel. Raise your hand. We want you to be a part of our church family. You are virtual, and you're not saved. You're virtual, but don't have a church home, and you want to make Watch Chapel your church home. We want to bless you with the gift of salvation and bless you with the gift of church family. You're physically here. Raise your hand. 
salvation or church membership, your virtual, go to the QR code, give your life to Christ, go to the contact us tab, unite with Watch Chapel virtually. Somebody today, I'll preach this on this Sunday so you can get your tithe check ready for next month or next week. God is not a man that he should lie. I want you to read the promises of Malachi 3, 6 through 12. When you get home, I want you to underline those promises and say, these promises belong to me. God's going to open the windows of heaven in my life and pour out so much blessing I will not have room enough to receive it. God's going to protect the devourer. Lord, I pray right now for every man and woman in this sanctuary. I pray for everybody watching virtually. Lord, I pray that you give us holy boldness when it comes to stewardship. I pray, God, that you order...